Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. I am back from vacation ready to talk some 49ers and potentially some G League basketball. And who better to have on the show to talk both of these things and to make me smile, but the incomparable, incredible, and amazing and talented Marcus Thompson of The Athletic. We're really big into intros here at the Tracy Sandler Show, so I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, I paid for a good one, so you better deliver, and you did. Yep, that Venmo better hit before this before the show ends. <laughs> but all of the things I just said are true. Marcus is coming off covering the NBA champion Golden State Warriors. No rest for the weary. He then went to Vegas, did some G League work, which I don't even know if I said that correctly. I, I'm still like half in vacay brain, but I'm, I'm working on getting myself back right and is ready because training camp starts two weeks from today, actually. So, Marcus, you've just had really a lot going on. No breaks for you. All gas, no breaks. Is there another way to live? Is there another way to be? This is what we do. This is life as a Bay Area product. You know, town biz, we keep going. We don't stop. Vacation is for the week until August when I take mine. (laughs) (laughs) i am just coming off mine and it's funny because your life is a vacation i don't want to hear that you are you are a walking vacation (laughs) even when you're working your spirit is vacation spirit so well that may be my spirit but that is certainly not my life and i i actually it's funny because i kept saying like for months it was like i really want to plan a trip to cabo i really want to do something before training camp and then like two weeks ago i was like training camp starts in a month i have to plan this so Ended up going last week. It was amazing and relaxing. And then came back to lots of work, lots going on, but all of it very good. Like I said, training camp two weeks away. But before we get into 49ers, I do want to talk some Warriors. I know it feels like they won the championship like 27 weeks ago, but it wasn't that long ago. And if you could just tell us a little bit, what was it like covering that season? I know you've covered it before, but it's pretty cool to get to cover the team that wins it all. I wouldn't know, but I understand that it's pretty cool. She said, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Ouch. What is that? That's was a so direct shot at Jed York. I, Can I no, please I cover a champion, sir? Can you please get it together <laughs> so I can know the feeling? That's hilarious. <laughs> I know that's so unlike me too, but I just, you know what? This is post making. It, it was an incredible girl. shot. Nah, it was to be, to be real honest, like, it was crazy. It was dope, man. This this might have been the most fun one uh, just to cover. I'm lying. The first one was the most fun, <laughs> but uh, it, this was up there. Well, here's what made it difficult. You know, we still don't have locker room access and they're uh-huh. still like the NBA is like super hypocritical about it. Right. Where they're like, man, we don't care. Players can play with COVID. We don't care. But from the media, it's like, yo, stay away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, on one hand, you got dudes literally on the court in the playoffs with COVID playing. And then, Oof. you know, on the other hand, it's like, hey, double mask and stay back, sir. So it, it did make covering it a little bit different. But there was something like super cool about covering the NBA finals in Boston. 
Right. I mean, that's just that's just lit on its own because, you know, it just it, I felt like I was 13 again, like watching the Lakers and Celtics duel it out on TV. Uh, so just to be there was was dope. I mean, way better than Cleveland. I mean, no shade against Cleveland. All right, maybe a little shade against Cleveland, but I feel like it was, it was a little bit of shade. No, it was a little shade against Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Boston was just like Boston, man. It was the Celtics, uh, and and you know the the Cavaliers stadium, you know, it was lit. A lot of it felt like a little bit more like you know audio noise, but it was it was definitely hype. But it just didn't have that feel that Boston had, where you knew you were somewhere special. And then on top of that, like. To, to be there, like, for the anointing of Steph Curry is, like, an all-time great, even though I thought he was before. But for him to have that 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 kind of moment that takes away all doubt. So, and to have it in Boston, you know, it was, it was definitely fun to cover. It felt like you were covering something special. And even though you haven't covered a champion, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like you're in the building, you're there, and, like, you know this is special, right? You know this is unique. Uh, mm-hmm. so it, it was that feeling. And after what we've been through for like three years, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it was, it added a little bit more luster to it because we are coming off like life altering events. So this was a good way to like, kind of step back into the playoffs. Like it, it was, it was dope. I can't even front on that. And in fairness to the 49ers, I would say the 2019 season, <clears throat> excuse me, was a lot like that. You could tell it was special. And that was, I mean, we didn't know how special even because it was before everything that you just talked about happened. And we were in the locker room and the team went undefeated for so long. And I remember you and I having a conversation actually in the press box at Levi Stadium where you turned to me and you said, is this team about to go seven and one? And I was like, maybe. And they went eight. No. And it was just kind of incredible. So I do know that feeling, not the feeling of the championship, but I'm sure that will come soon, but I bet that it was pretty amazing, especially as you said, with everything that we've been through over the last several years, it had to be incredible. And you brought up locker room access, which we are going to get back this year in the NFL, which I think sort of transitions nicely into what I want to talk about. And maybe it doesn't, but now I want to go to what I talk about. So I just made it a transition. You better nail this transition like you did the intro now. You didn't put your pressure on yourself. (laughs) Well, I think it does because we'll be in the locker room to see how the 49ers transition to their new QB1 in Trey Lance. See how they do. Are they are they transitioning? Like that's number one. Like Yes, come I'm, on. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm going with the conspiracy theories now. I'm starting to have you deep dived on social about this. <laughs> I refuse to do that. I refuse to deep dive I think, on I social. I think they got me, yo. I think I'm in. Like, Jimmy G's never leaving. This Marcus Thompson is like, I, well, I, there is a little part of me that actually does think Jimmy G is never leaving. And, and by when I say never, I mean like never. Like he is going to be in that building for the rest of his days as a quarterback or maybe beyond. He may move into the front office. Like Jimmy G may be there forever, but I have not done the deep dive into the conspiracy theories. I know they exist and all of the things. I do believe they're transitioning. I believe there's a chance Maybe he comes back as the backup. But I have to say, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, I do not think it helps anybody for him to be the backup. It, it, helps, it helps us. It helps <laughs> okay. us. 
It helps us. It helps the media. Because, it definitely helps but, us. Come on. But does it? Do you really want all season long again to go through this? Well, Kyle, Trey had a bit of a rough game. Or is it time to bring Jimmy back? Do you really want to be doing that all season long? I kind of do, especially because you know <laughs> at some point somebody's going to snap. <laughs> just, just from us asking it and i'm here for the snap absolutely go bad like you know i just i just want i just want you know kyle to be on the mic just fed up like bite you know talking through his teeth and finally it's like i don't want him here this is not my call and they walk off and then boom we got our thing right like <laughs> and jimmy might snap jimmy's like i don't want to be here i mean I'll, i've mentioned this on the podcast before, but i will take you back to the his what we thought at least was his final his farewell yeah his farewell and it was very emotional and i said to him in that farewell i said is there something to be said for you like as much as you've enjoyed your time here is there something to be said for a fresh start and he said absolutely like it was i mean as definitive as i've ever heard him say anything and it's I mean, I mean, I'll, let me tell you what my dream scenario is just from an entertainment purpose. And four Dodgers fans are going to hate this. And guys, just remember, generally, you like me, except for the fact that I love the Dodgers. But here's generally. my dream scenario. <laughs> generally, you like me. Here's my dream scenario. They do end up releasing him. He goes to the Seahawks and the Seahawks beat the 49ers with Jimmy G as quarterback for their only two wins of the season. That to me is really the only great way that this you mean whole thing on ends. the 49ers path to the Super Bowl, right? Like that's on the 49ers path to the Super Bowl, but the two losses, the Seahawks have two wins. The 49ers have two why, losses. Why do you want that for Jimmy G? That's, he, that's well, I don't want it. him to only have two wins, but I think it would be funny if they were against the 49ers. You, you just made <laughs> me think of another reason why we want this. Can you imagine the uh, I don't care anymore version of Jimmy G? <laughs> like, I yo, mean, you know I'm what? Because we had a little, of, uh, we had a little <laughs> spicy. You're right. Oh, the I don't care. Yeah, but like, we won't hey. get to talk to him because he's the backup. So we won't well, get to talk to him. No, nah, oh, you we will. will in the locker room. Yeah, you will. We'll That's what I'm saying. Because access. Trey oh. will be the one who's untouchable in the locker room with the PR guy standing in front of him. Jimmy G's fair game at that point, man. Can you imagine Jimmy? Like, hey, man, I'm just the backup. I'm getting paid. I'm good. I, I'm I'm here for that version of Jimmy G. No that, question that about version, it. Jimmy we G win if top. Jimmy G stays. That's all I'm saying. We win as media. F bombs will be dropped all the time. Uh, let us let's not forget training camp when he was asked about Mohammed Sanu and he was like, "Oh, he looks effing great, man." And it was like, "Oh, spicy Jimmy." Uh, and the swearing would happen. You're right. The I don't care anymore version of Jimmy G would be kind of epic. But I still think it's bad for everyone else. You're right. For us, though, it's great. <laughs> But I don't think it's good for the team, and I do think they would release it before that would happen. But I could be wrong. And now you've got me all hyped on this. And Marcus, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. How do we make it happen? It's gonna happen. What do you mean? He's not going anywhere. He's gonna be here. Like this isn't. You don't think they would release him before they're gonna have him here as the backup quarterback to Trey Lance? Nope, they're going to have him as to a To create all kinds of drama and strife in the locker room. Or just in case the trade thing doesn't work or injuries happen, you got to have a good backup. Like, who knows that better than the 49ers? I mean, there, there are some positives. Nope. If anybody, if everybody can somehow be on board and you could figure out a great PR plan for how to push the narrative forward that he's going to stay, maybe. I, I, I mean, why is he still here? I don't understand. Like you said, well, it helps nobody. I mean, I'm going to go. The rational reason as to why he's still here 
is the shoulder surgery and they want to get something for him. But the conspiracy theory is definitely. But isn't the price they're paying to get something for him greater or, you know, greater than whatever they get? I mean, what are we talking about here? Get a fifth round pick, fourth round pick. You're right. right? So maybe they feel like at this point they're like, if we're not, you know what, at this point, we're not going to trade him. Maybe we're better off. Maybe they restructure his contract. I mean, they're going to have to restructure their contract. They cannot no be playing, paying their backup yeah. quarterback $25 million. Um, and I say that with with love and all the admiration for Jimmy G, because you guys know I'm a big Garoppolo fan. But they're going to have to restructure. I mean, clearly not. Contract. You want him to go to Seattle and win two games, two meaningless well, it's not games. That I only, you know what? I should rephrase it. It's not that I only want him to win You want him having games. revenge victories. And, that's what like, I want. I That's what I want for him. But it's not that I only he's want not that to win petty, two though. games. He's not that petty, though. He's not. I know, but I am. <laughs> so that's I understand he's not that petty. But this isn't Jimmy Garoppolo's dream scenario. This is Tracy Taylor's dream scenario. So uh, I realize that he's not that petty. I just think from like, I would laugh again. That's probably not nice of me. And I pride myself on being a nice person, even though my behavior on this particular episode of the Tracy Sandler show would make one feel differently. I do pride myself on being a nice person. I just think it would be like kind of funny, but also not funny, but you're right. I don't want him to only have two victories. I want him to have many victories. I do. I do wonder about this and I don't know. How we'll know now, and maybe this is what we'll come to learn with training camp and you know off season, you know, or during the season in the locker room. I just wonder how much all of this is impacting Trey. And you know, he's gonna say the right things. He's you know he's gonna be Mister Professional and poised. But to me, it just felt like the easy and best thing to do for Trey was be to get this behemoth of a presence out of here not not that jimmy is this presence himself but you know all of the drama all of the like get that out of the way make it clear it's almost like you know not to to borrow a hoop analogy it's like you play better when you don't have to look over your shoulder right and so yeah of course you just wonder i wonder about that or is is he actually telling the truth and it's great to have a helpful veteran around right and it's great to to know that, hey, man, if you ain't on point, you're going to lose this job, right? So I, I, my, if I were the GM, if I'm John Lynch and I'm like, listen, man, we're turning the page and he's got to go. And if if I got to sacrifice getting a number four, a fourth round pick for it, all right, then I just don't get the fourth round pick. But it's more important that Trey is, it's very clear. He's our guy. There's no uncertainty in the back of his brain, right? And there's no distraction. Like, that's what I would be thinking about. But clearly they have a different plan. I, I wonder, I wonder, and you know, you know all things uh, about this team. I just wonder if if this is bothering Trey or somehow negative. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including NBA Summer League, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Well, it's interesting. So I have a few thoughts on that, which I'm really excited to share with you and our listeners. I don't know why I said that, but I am. I'm really excited to share them with you and our listeners. One, 
interestingly, and I think it was different, honestly, in the offseason program than it is today, because so much has been talked about and, and made of all of this in the past few weeks. But, you know, he, Trey was like a different person when we talked to him during the offseason program. I mean, this he definitely was like a guy who knew he was the starting quarterback who could really be himself. And he said himself, it's like last year, I was the rookie backup. And so I wanted to behave accordingly, essentially said that. So he was like a different person. But you make a really good point on at this point, do you just release him? And and it's interesting to me because I also think at this point they're and maybe they don't care, but they are a little bit in between a, a rock and a hard place because if you were going to release him, they should have done it because now you've put him in a position where if you release him, he has very few options. And if they're I not, I mean, ain't that kind of his fault? That is kind of his he fault. He chose to have surgery. He did, but then <laughs> when if you're he did. back and you need surgery on your throwing shoulder, don't you think you should you do have it, it after you sign? I mean, that's, that's easy true. money, you right? Could do it. That's true. That's a very good point. This is a very good point. But I just feel like it optically if you were going to do it, then you just do it. At this point, it's like, they're probably going to either have to release him before, before they're going to have to make the decision to do it before training camp starts, or they're going to have to do it before week one, or he is staying in that organization as the backup quarterback who has a national subway commercial. I mean, it's really going to be fascinating with like steph curry and simone biles right i mean that's like it's so amazing you have two athletes at the top of their game and taking nothing away again from jimmy garoppolo and his ability because i i also think in fairness to jimmy garoppolo do you see how i always like to defend him even though i i also like think trey is is the future but i mean i think jimmy garoppolo changed this entire organization if you look at where they were before he got there and where they are now, and obviously that's a huge tribute to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and their entire regime. But I think everyone deserves credit for that. But you have Steph Curry and Simone Biles, who are two athletes at the absolute pinnacle of their careers, top of their game. And then you got Jimmy G, who does a very nice job in that commercial, by the way. So there's that. It just shows the power of handsomeness. And, you know, you know what my mom I says? wouldn't know about this at all, but oh, but you would when you Let's are look. when you are handsome, like man, doors open. You know, like this, it's um, you find yourself on stage with elites. You know, you you get into you get into doors that aren't you shouldn't be walking through. And I respect Jimmy G for walking through that door because most people wouldn't walk through that door. But he was like, you know what? I belong. My five o'clock shadow is perfect for the subway commercial. I belong here. My mom is like, why does he need the aggravation of this? Why can't he just be an actor? He's great in that commercial. Why can't he be a model? He doesn't need this aggravation. Every week he's getting pummeled, both on the field and off. Who needs it? That's that's my I mom. So I don't my know if mom was much money as an actor. Probably not. That's so my mom was Jimmy's agent. Things would probably be very different than they are for Jimmy right now. Uh, I do but, think it speaks to one of the reasons when you talk about how Jimmy like changed the franchise. I do think. You know, the answer to that question is one of the reasons he changed the franchise because that dude is a football player, man. He is tough. Yes. Like he's he's in there. Like that that's in a very underrated part about his game. Uh, whatever his flaws are, like he was in there. And, and when he first when he first got to the 49ers, that that same level of kind of like, yo, let's go, let's get it. Is how they went like five and zero to close the season, and how they yeah. you know start the next year well, just because. He, he's about that life when it comes to 
you know, getting after it. You know, now you can question whether he can pull it off, right, and all the other stuff. But there's never no like, there's no, Jimmy's got more gangster in him than you think. So just his whole personality ain't no way he take a subway commercials. Like he wanna he wanna get hit. He, <laughs> he wanna hit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just who he is. Yes, that is who he is. It's just my mom wants different for him, but she wants more for him than I do with the two wins. So somewhere. Somewhere between me, my mom, and Jimmy is the Your answer. mom really wants more for Jimmy G than you. That's wild. I don't think that's true. I, I mean, you I'm want big, four wins with Seattle. I don't want that's four wins. Crazy. I want him to go somewhere and be successful and do well because I do think he's a really good, talented quarterback, and he's had so much bad luck with injuries. I think he is a good guy. His teammates love him. I want the best for Jimmy Garoppolo. I really do. I want him to go to the Texans. Well, I think there's a high likelihood that's exactly know, where right? he's going to be. I, I so, do think he'll be great at the at, I think he's really good at the building part. You know how some coaches are like they can't get you over the championship hump, but they can turn you from a bad team to a good one. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Jimmy is that kind of quarterback where it's like he might be. Some of those intangibles that he bring, they they really matter if you're a bad football team. Like they can really inject something into your team. Right. I, I feel like that. I mean, it's probably too early for him to start looking for that Josh McCown out back door. Right. Like he's still young. <laughs> he probably still <laughs> obviously wants to win a championship. But I wonder, like, if if I were a bad team, I'd want some of those intangibles on my like from my quarterback. Like, you know, the willingness to stand in the pocket to take hits, the the humility from the leadership position. Right. Like the guy who just works and isn't out here for the show, right? Like mm-hmm. all of that stuff, I will want that from my quarterback if I'm building something. Uh, so to me, I, I kind of want to see if that's what if that's what he is. Well, and I really, in all reality, think if he doesn't stay at the 49ers, which I still don't think he's going to, but, you know, in six weeks, you may be back on this podcast being like, I told you. I told you, up, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going to back up Jimmy G. <laughs> But I think if he doesn't stay in San Francisco slash Santa Clara, he ends up in Houston. That does make the most sense at this you, point. I can't believe you're not here for the 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 Trey Lance struggle game, which is inevitable. It's going to happen because he's a young quarterback. With all the fans who were yes. like, Jimmy and start Trey. Hey, start right? We don't care. And then all of a sudden they're like, we want Jimmy. Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but see, the, this the goes back be to here. me wanting more for Jimmy and Trey. But no, see, this- so if Trey's like just really struggling and, and and Kyle's like, yeah, take a series off, right? Don't you want Jimmy to have that moment where he comes back when number ten jogs onto the field for a series and the crowd goes crazy because now they suddenly like him, and right? Goes, like and that he gets like- one of his epic. <laughs> It's like one of the touchdown drives that used to happen after a bad interception. And yeah, so he yeah, has yeah, one yeah. of those epic drives. And then Kyle's like, well, I certainly can't take him out now because we've got a momentum shift and we have to win this game. And then after the game, it's like, so Kyle, who's your starting quarterback next week? And then he says the same things that he would say about uh, Trey last year. Uh, one game isn't going to change who our starter is, but is it? Is it but Kyle? But is it? <laughs> But also, this is why you don't you you definitely don't want this for Trey, right? Because he's already envisioned really all these scenarios. <laughs> he's I, already I, mapped all this out. <laughs> I don't want this for Trey, and I think because I think for I also think here's my other thinking. I get 
from our perspective, from the media perspective, it's just highly entertaining. I do get all that. But if you're looking at the future of the team and maybe our long-term future as the media, let's think of it that way, Marcus, our long-term future, if they're going to give him a chance and he's going to be the future, they got to do it. And wouldn't, I mean, if it turns up, if they have Jimmy on the team and that goes on this year and it all blows up and it's a disaster, then we're back to those awful seasons and coaching searches and, Oh God, I don't want to go through another coaching search and I don't even have to do the searching. I just, do you want that again, Marcus? Do you want that for us? Uh, my, my professional opinion is I don't actually want anything because you know what we do? We, we tell stories, we get inside information, we share it. That's true. We, we, we discover and we report and, and we tell people what's happening. And I don't want any control over what's happening, yeah. right? But Except if I do have some control, I want the stories. When this started, you did yes, want this. If I do have control, I'm saying, yo, let's let's rock with the most dramatic, the most. Keep in mind, I got my start covering like the Warriors before they were the Warriors, so I know the value of of drama and losing, right? So there's. <laughs> Well, it's one thing about DNA. the San Francisco 49ers, and I will say this for it them, and I've been saying this for them for year, about them for years. Even when they're awful, they are interesting. They it are don't always stop with them. Never it stops. Never stops. It, it never. Stop. It's always like we have spent so much of this off season talking about. I mean, it's really like incredible. Uh, they never stop. The drama is. You think they they should be the Rams because they should be in Hollywood with the drama, but. It never does stop with them. So even though, and here's the other thing, no matter what we want, we don't have any control of it. So however it goes, it goes. But one thing I'll tell you, no matter who's playing where, we will have drama. Because that's this team, bless their hearts. There's always something. I mean, it's a, pre, it's a preeminent franchise in sports, right? Like the interest is there. So every little thing matters. I mean, and then they do things to make it even more dramatic, right? Like, like, like the owner tweeting an apology after a game, right? right. They just, they just keep it. They, they, they always do things. So I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm here for it. I, I think it's gonna be riveting either way. Either we get like the beginning of the Trey Lance era, which I do think we should get, or we get like this transitional period. Where it's, it's the Trey Lance era, but it could go back to the Jimmy G era, depending on how he plays, because he'll be sitting right there with a clipboard and <laughs> waiting for his chance to go back and the in. the five o'clock which, shadow. <laughs> yeah, and the five o'clock shadow, which is exactly what I read on social, and I'm going with it because that's the that's the conspiracy theory. That I just I had a uh, I just had a vision of you know the networks go. Trey throws interception. Trey's struggling. He's been sacked three times. The network goes to Jimmy G with his hat, five o'clock shadows, it's clipboard, looking at Nate Sudfeld. They're laughing. He's being Brian Greasy, smiling. How long until the Jimmy G era comes back again? It's going to be something else. Bless it. So here's my question for you. Training camp starts two weeks from now. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, I know we all have feelings on how this could all turn out, but in your gut, realistic opinion is Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster and participating in training camp in a full-on quarterback competition. I don't, I don't think it's a full-on quarterback competition. I kind of think he needs the camp though. Uh, If the reason they haven't moved him is because the value is low. There's nothing between now and camp that'll increase his value. I do think 
increasing his value would be videos of this dude ripping the ball around in training camp. <laughs> right? I mean, I you can think... see the social media, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you when know, you have uh... two QB ones, <laughs> like they're ripping the right? ball, both of them, who are we going to pick? Yeah. That's going to be just, yeah, I, I do feel like, and you know, I, even if behind the scenes and I really hope behind the scenes, they're constantly reassuring Trey, like, dude, this is your squad. This is your squad. Yeah. Cause he's a human. He's a young, he's he's a young young person. Yeah. Like it's no matter what he says, you know, in the back of his mind is the question is the doubt. And that's probably not a way to start this. So I hope they're telling them we got to do this because of X, but you're our guy, you're our guy, you're our guy, you're our guy. And if they're doing that, they could probably say, yeah, man, we're going to have a quarterback competition to, to increase the value. If all of this is about increasing the value of Jimmy G and getting something for him, then he's almost got to come to camp to show that his shoulder is fine, to show he can make the throws, you know, get him in one of them power aid commercials where he throws it out of the stadium. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like he's got to do something to show people, yo, my shoulder's legit. Like, sign me up. Let's go. I'm ready. They put him in Levi's stadium for the first practices just so he can start throwing <laughs> the ball out of the stadium. Like, we're moving. You know what I'm we're going straight into the stadium. I got to say, from a content perspective, the idea of me tweeting out or posting on Instagram a side-by-side video of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo at the first training camp practice is pretty amazing. Deja vu all over again. I Don't mean, tell anybody right? my caption, guys. Don't tell anybody my caption. This is this is like why the NFL is incredible, right? And why the 49ers are especially incredible when you're dealing with the quarterbacks. Like, mm-hmm. we thought this was over, yo. Like, we really thought like it was this was happening and we're basically we got based on twitter right because you know I, I did see that like that uh kyle shanahan doesn't even like trey lance and never wanted him i read that on twitter so it's got to be true uh <laughs> anything yeah everything you read on twitter is for sure true this is like what i mean this this is montana uh Steve Young, right? Like this, this is uh, CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins, right? Like the 49ers always got two quarterbacks. I did after Montana Young, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I really did. There's Uh, there's always a quarterback controversy with the 49ers. It's part of their DNA. Unless we forget Uh, Brian Hoyer. You don't don't you dare forget Brian Hoyer, right? Like uh, Sean Hill, who's the other one? Uh, <laughs> so many. Got I'm Brian going back. Never JT O'Sullivan, right? Like, this is who they are. They, they can't shake their own DNA. This is incredible that they gotta have multiples. So it would be it would be very fitting if, if it happens to me. It would be. I, it would be epic. I agree. Hey, that was a wild number two uh, analogy, right? <laughs> That really was. You went from Joe Montana, Steve Young, to CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins. No disrespect to either of those individuals. However, that is a wild leap. That is a super wild leap. That was something else. And I actually, I'm going to give you props for that because that that wasn't an easy transition to make, and you really nailed that. I should have went Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, right? I should have went, but may have know, been a little bit more appropriate. Bit but I yeah. like that you went CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins, right after Joe Montana. It's the social media Steve influence. Young. It's got to be one end of the spectrum or the other. There's no nuance, no in between. Just yeah, the season's got to start, so you're not doing any more deep dives on Twitter in the Kyle Shanahan, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo conspiracy theories but 
Wow, that is her, just going to be something her else. Heard the tweet of someone who I follow to get all of my pertinent 49ers information. Uh, I'm looking at the training camp schedule, and I have until Wednesday, July 27th to deep dive um, <laughs> on oh, social media. Oh, I think you're media. talking about me. I think I'm the one who tweeted that schedule that you're that is talking correct. about. That oh, is you correct. guys so. follow me on Twitter at 49ers Fangirl, and you too can see I the got training camp days. open practice schedule. Well, <laughs> and you good... too can see. <laughs> and you too can see, and you too can figure out when your deep diving has to stop and you focus on reality. Well, let the games begin, as they say. I'm going with that. Let the games begin. Marcus Thompson, this was so much fun, as always. You guys don't know this, but often Marcus and I sit next to each other in the press box, and it's similar to kind of what you just heard on this podcast. Not totally dissimilar vibe. Would you say that's fair, Marcus? Absolutely fair. And I, I think we have to end this podcast by making sure it is very clear and very well understood that you secretly despise Jimmy G and that's why you want him to win two games for Seattle. That is so untrue. I do not see. I am such a Jimmy G supporter and it has that your always mother. Your mother wants more for Jimmy G than you. Like, I mean, we I don't just got to make sure we close out on that. No, that's not true. And I don't want to close out on that because I'm such a Jimmy G supporter and it's been a pleasure to cover him. And I want only the best for Jimmy Garoppolo, but I am a reporter. And as you mentioned earlier, it's not about what I want. It's about Correct. the story that I'm going to tell. And that's what I'm going to say. Let's end it this way. Then no matter what happens, no matter how it shakes out, we can count on Tracy to deliver the goods. All right. That is, was fabulous marcus thank you very much for coming on the show today please tell everybody where they can find you uh on at thompson scribe on every platform that i exist or you can find me in west oakland on these streets selling books i 100 percent thought that's what you were going to start with <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are brought to you by bet online i will talk to everybody later this week because there is an all-star game in la next week prepare yourselves it's going to be a lot of dodgers on friday all right, I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.